Ahoy mateys, and welcome to the AnimeBooey.org Anime Fan Recommendation Podcast, your twice-monthly port of call for anime reviews and recommendations that maybe aren't on your radar, but most definitely should be. I'm your host, First Mate Slidekick, and with me, as always, is Captain Spike. Arr. Today is July 22nd, 2017, and this is Anime Booey Podcast, Episode 24, Summer 2017 Anime Preview. Welcome once again, our lovely and beautiful listeners, to another episode of the AnimeBooey.org Anime Fan Recommendation Podcast. AnimeBooey.org Anime Fan Recommendation Podcast. This week we're talking about what we've been enjoying so far in the summer 2017 season. Uh, before we do that, though, we wanted to point out an interesting article over on Kotaku, which is... Um, Are you talking about how to get into anime? Yes, thank you. I I'm like, is it just called how to get into anime? Yes, it is. It sure is. Um, we will link it to you over at AnimeBooey.org. AnimeBooey.org. Um, you know, a lot of people on my Twitter timeline were definitely um, had their own thoughts about, like, oh, well, that's not really a good anime to recommend. So, uh, But, you know, overall, there's some pretty solid recommendations in there. So, uh, you know, maybe something that we will talk about on a future episode if you feel that you would like to hear about that. Well, and so this is actually exactly why I wanted to talk about this. Um, we are going to attempt to transition Anime Bui back into a twice-monthly show. And uh, we kind of want to experiment a little bit with our format. And one of the discussions we'd like to have is sort of the, the how-to-get-into-anime recommendation list. So I would love to hear from all of y'all out there in Internet Radio Land. What are your go-tos for getting people into anime? A little bit of a spoiler alert. You know, mine are typically the films of, like, Miyazaki and Satoshi Kon and then once people have realized that, like, anime can be all of these different things, then I start getting into the weirder stuff. But, you know, I'm, I've am i heard stories of people whose first shows were things like Utena and, you know, sort of how unique to Japanese culture and entertainment it was um, really sold them on it. So if you have any stories like that, you have a list of what you use to get people into anime, we'd love to hear it Andy. and, uh, you know, talk about your thoughts and suggestions on our episode when we do that. Excellent. Well, without further ado, let's buckle in and get this party started. As we've done on, um, I guess I should say, as we've done, you know, uh, we did a winter 2017 preview. And uh, so we're just going to briefly talk about a couple of shows that we've been watching and enjoying and uh, just kind of the details and where to watch them, you know, just kind of keep it a little light and fluffy here, but, you know, give you some recommendations that um, we're currently enjoying. So I'm going to go ahead and start off talking about Elegant Yokai Apartment Life. So uh, this comes from Shin A Animation. Uh, they've been around forever. I mean, you know, uh, Doraemon uh, is probably one of their um, most well, beloved franchises. Doraemon and uh, Crayon Shinchan, both of which have been running... Uh, since 1990 or 1979 and 1992, respectively. So uh, they have a little bit less of a variety of output than a lot of studios that were established 40 years ago, but tremendous depth within those shows. Yeah. So this is a show involving a young man named Inabayushi-san, and uh, he had to move in with his aunt and uncle, and cousin because his parents died and so um once he started high school he's like oh i'm going to go to a high school with a dorm you know because 
he was being a burden to his family and like he you know they were annoyed with him and he wasn't happy there but the dormitory burned down and so he is like i'm going to tr- still make this work i'm not going to ask my relatives you know to uh stick with make me you know try to just uh deal with me living there and so he finds this very nice affordable place but it ends up being a monster house where there are supernatural beings living alongside humans along with another high school student and so uh, a little minor spoiler at the end of the first episode we find out that she can exercise evil spirits so uh, this means that Yushi-san is in for a very interesting high school experience at the elegant yokai apartment where he also has one of his favorite weird authors too so it's like um, before I ask your thoughts on this, Captain Spike, I just want to point out that you can watch this over on Crunchyroll. It's simulcast Mondays at 8.30 a.m. Pacific time. You'll have to do the translation of, not not translation from Japanese, but, you know, time zone translations yourself, because I am not good with that. Um, Captain Spike, what are your thoughts briefly on Elegant Yokai Apartment Life? I actually really enjoyed this show a lot. Uh, you know, you're going to note that we only talk about six shows here. That isn't because we only watched six shows this season or there are only six shows this season. These are just the ones that we both agreed were good enough, with one exception, that we both ag- – two exceptions, I suppose. We both agreed were good enough yeah, we actually got seven, to though. talk about here. Oh, okay. Well, my point still stands, okay? Um Elegant Yokai Watch, or Yokai Watch, <laughs> Elegant Yokai Apartment Life for me was a, a real treat because I wasn't quite sure what I was getting into. You know, is this slice of life? Is this comedy? Is it coming of age? Well, it I feel like it's a little bit of all of the above. I feel like when we put it on, because uh, I was out of the SS Bowie when we watched the first episode of it. And I feel like we were just kind of scrolling through the Crunchyroll list. And I was like, wait, what's Elegant Yokai Apartment Life? Well, yeah, right. And totally and like, put this it on, on be a lark. Like, this is probably not going to be that good. I found, And it turned out to be one of my faves of the season Yeah, so I'm finding far. it very charming in the same way that interviews with Monster Girls I found charming. I mean, of course, that was charming in a different way. But, uh, you know, um, I'm just I'm really looking forward to seeing this one develop. Uh, and it's just it's very, you know, like I kind of talked about, I, I don't know if it was on the last episode, but lately my... Um, tastes in anime have been kind of a little bit more on the lighter fare and this definitely um fills that need it's funny it's got the little weirdness of it and i'm looking forward to it excellent excellent did you have anything else you wanted to say about it no why don't you talk about the next show we're going to spotlight all right so the next show we're going to talk about is katsugeki or token ranbu uh, this is produced by UFO Table, directed by Toshiyuki Shirai-san, uh, music composed by Hideyuki Fukasawa-san. It's actually based on a reasonably popular uh, free-to-play collectible card browser game in Japan, um, Toku Ranbu, Token Ranbu, that is. Yeah. And it's um, apparently there's actually uh, going to be another uh, Token Ranbu anime series down the line. I'm really enjoying this uh, because I'm first off I'm a big fan of UFO Tables style. Uh, yeah, they did the Fate Zero, most, right? Well, I was going to say you're probably most Fate familiar Fate with their work on the Fate Meta franchise, the Fate uh, Fate Meta series. You know, uh, Fate Zero, Fate Stay Night, uh, the art for you know the Fate games. Uh, they've d- done animation work for uh, 
you know, some of the Tales games more recently. So anyway, they, they do all of those like really interestingly visually composed action fight sequences. Um, this game in, or this game, <laughs> this show in particular, you know, it's about sort of the uh, end of the samurai era. It takes place in 1863. Uh, the Japan is being split in anti-shogunate and pro-shogunate factions. And, we end up with a supernatural twist, sort of, or a sci-fi twist, where basically an army of historical revisionists are being sent from the future to change the course of history. Uh, and so basically there are these uh, sword warriors who are spirits brought to life by a sage who um, are tasked with preventing these uh, future warriors from altering the course of history to, you know, maintain the integrity of the timeline. And so you end up with uh, all of these basically like incredible, well-known fictional um, fighters and samurai and warriors doing all of these really cool, really interesting fight sequences that with come with that style and that lush art and deep color palette use that UFO tables really known for. Uh, so for me, this was a, a, a huge win. Again, I'm a big fan of this studio's output. And in a lot of ways, this is just more of the same, but with a more interesting narrative premise. Uh, so for me, it was actually a big win. Uh, this is a Crunchyroll show, also available on Anime Strike. Uh, Crunchy puts it up Fridays, 10 a.m. Anime Strike, I just have Friday. Yeah, their release schedule has kind of been a little bit spotty from what I could tell. Uh, for me, Some people are not happy. For me, this is like action show of the season. But, you know, Slaggy, per what you were just saying about how your tastes have changed, um, in our discussions about this show, uh, you had noted an appreciation, but I think you had also mentioned that your own interests weren't really peaked. Yeah, um, of, of the shows that we're highlighting, this is definitely the one that is a little less catching my attention. I don't know, like, I guess, like I said, um, I just... I. I need something generally with a little more humor compared to action, which is, I'm, I guess, interesting because one of the shows that we're going to talk about is very action, but there is also some humorous moments. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely willing to put in more time with this. I guess it's just that, uh, you know, I kind of had this issue with um, in the winter when the uh, saga of Tanya the Evil was airing. Like, I really was interested in that premise, but... Just, like, sometimes the really historical stuff can kind of, um, you know, if I just want to watch something kind of, like, well, you know, while I'm eating dinner or whatever, I feel like sometimes these historical shows require, like, a really heavy investment, you know, in terms of, like, you know, you've got to kind of pay attention to what's going on, you know, like with the history elements. And, you know, sometimes if you're not as familiar with that history, it could be a little bit of a gateway, but... uh you know, uh, cute sword boys, so um, it's definitely an interesting concept. From what I understand, the Tonka and Rabu uh, games um, are really popular with uh, girls in Japan. Oh, yeah? Apparently there's a like a whole subset of uh, sword fans, <laughs> or sword girls, I was reading about earlier, that like uh, that there's a, just a, a group of uh, presumably younger girls, you know, young adults, and teens or whatever who are very interested in historical Japanese swords because of Tolkien Rambu. <laughs> that is awesome. All right. Well, I am going to talk about Welcome to the Ballroom. And this is done by Production IG, who uh, really at this point needs no introduction as far as I'm concerned. But uh, 
you know, they've had a very, very um, celebrated roster of shows. Um, you know, they've <laughs> did FLC Hell, Ghost in the Shell, uh, End of Evangelion, Blood of the Last Vampire. I, they're one of the big ones. Yeah, Psychopaths, you know, was huge recently, and that was them. I mean, Production IG is just one of the uh, one of the best ones. So, uh, welcome to the ballroom. Uh, it's kind of a lot of people have been saying it's kind of this season's Yuri on Ice. From so far, what I've seen, it is not BL uh, Boys Love, but uh, it is very fun so far. So it's about a um, third year middle school student. So you know he's about to go to high school, um, and his name is uh, Tatara San. And he's kind of, like, a little bit aimless. He doesn't really know what he wants to do. You know, he doesn't know, like, if he wants to go to, like, a specialty high school or anything. And his teachers are kind of like, oh, you know, you've got to, like, find some direction. So uh, he is um, randomly accosted by some bullies outside of, uh, or just, like, some, you know, hoodlums outside of a dance studio where... uh, He's saved by a professional dancer named Sengoku-san. And uh, so then he also finds out that uh, he, he, this classmate who he kind of has been, I mean, not crushing on, but kind of like has had his eye on, uh, Hanaoka-san, she is a dancer there. And so basically at this point he's like, oh, I want to learn to dance. And um, so he's kind of like very beginner and... Uh, you know, he's just starting to, at this point in the series, kind of learn about the world of competitive dance. Um, I haven't, you know, just in the first couple episodes that have aired, not quite the level of, you know, like, where the skating sequences in Yuri on Ice were, um, you know, really just, you know, a lot of attention. You know, it's, it's a little more, uh, a little less focus on the dancing sequences necessarily than uh, just some, some of the other slice of life stuff. But uh, I really enjoy this so far. This is a very interesting case where this is an Anime Strike exclusive. So there's a little bit of a barrier to, you know, entry because uh, so many of these shows that we talk about typically are available on Crunchy. But uh, this is an Anime Strike exclusive. Um, Yeah, I'm actually mad about it because I don't have Anime Strike. And so I haven't seen this yet. And it sounds really great. Like, when you talk about it, like, I want to watch this. Yeah. Um, Anime Strike is not a perfect se- not series, uh, service by any means. But uh, I think it's four ninety nine a month. So, uh, you know, at least definitely going to sub to it for uh, the remainder of Welcome to the Ballroom. Um, so uh, it's just it's really fun. And I'm looking forward to seeing... Um, I, I want. I do want to see a little bit more like dancing, but I think you know as uh, Tatarasan starts getting better at dancing, and he's kind of got like this. Uh, not like he's not a prodigy, but like he's kind of like able to visualize by watching people dancing. Like, but like the traditional methods of dancing don't really work for him, and like he's getting free lessons because, and he's gonna like work there or whatever because he's keeping it secret from his family. So. Uh, it's just really cute so far. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing what you have to say about it, Captain Spike. Excellent, excellent. Uh, did you have anything else to say about that one? Nope, let's move on. All right, then. I would like to talk about 
Clean Freak Aoyama-kun. Um, I'm really enjoying this show. So far, it's about a handsome young soccer genius named Aoyama, who is um, a clean freak. It's not explicitly stated, at least in the episodes that I've seen, which are the first two, that he uh, has what we typically think of in when we're consuming media as obsessive-compulsive disorder. But I definitely think it plays that way as far as how OCD is typically represented in media. Um, I actually kind of appreciate that they don't call it that, though, um, just because, you know, uh, just for representation purposes, like if you're not really going to be telling a story about coping with that, I don't think you should put that out there. Um, either way, interestingly, I didn't think this was going to be a soccer anime going in. I thought that the soccer part was just going to be sort of incidental and the focus was really going to be on his obsession with cleanliness. Uh, but no, instead, it's it's a pretty serious soccer anime as far as I can tell. I uh, really enjoy it, though. You know, uh, you end up with some really interesting personalities uh, for kind of a, a studio that I guess wasn't really on my radar per se it turns out that I'm actually a big fan of some works by the studio that did this. This is Studio Hibari, and you might be familiar with them for working on Captain Tsubasa way back in the day. Uh, they also did the Street Fighter II V anime series, which was one that um, really meant a lot to me way back. Uh, they did the Double Nine O One series. Uh, they did the adaptation of reborn the uh shonen jump series uh they worked on one of the triple uh, x holic movies so you know definitely uh, a lot of work that we're all i think really familiar with uh they did some work on assassination classroom oh nice yeah um it's interesting because this is the kind of show that like i read the synopsis and it's like oh clean freak soccer player and i'm like this is gonna be terrible but very similar to uh the gay swimming anime free it just kind of crept up on me, and I ended up really liking the characters. I like the way they interact. I'm really interested in how Aoyama-kun's relationship to his sort of rival, uh, Zaizen, is going to go. So it's it's just one of those things for me where I'm just interested in seeing where it goes. I find the characters charming and likable enough that I'm, like, invested already. And it's, it's just a fun anime to put on. And funny enough, uh, you know... Uh, Captain Tsubasa notwithstanding, I'm typically not super into soccer anime, but even even that aspect of this is really working for me. Uh, Slaggy, what, what do you have to say? So this is one that I probably wouldn't have checked out without your recommendation. Um, it's just really funny. Um, like I said, the characters are really funny. There's a um, rival from another school who's like trying, he's like, Oh, Ayama, uh, why are you wasting your time here? You should play for our team. And then, like, he keeps showing off his abs. Like, that's his gag. There's a player on his on Ayama's team who's uh, hits the ball with his butt a lot. <laughs> and then there's the um, classmate of his who um, she's, like, obsessed with him. And like, um, in the second episode, she keeps leaving, like, uh, cat dolls that she sewed in his locker and she sneaks in to like secretly clean it. Cause she wants to like support him. Uh, and then, like you said, Zaizen san is like really funny, like without spoiling the plot of the second episode, like it kind of centered around this one gag that like, I was just like cackling over, <laughs> especially the way that it, uh, wrapped up. So I'm really looking forward to watching more of this. Um, 
you know, definitely a lot more open to sports anime ever since. Probably Free was really what did it for me, but, uh, you know, Yuri on Ice, arguably a sports anime, you know, definitely. Uh, And then, you know, we have a soccer anime here, and ballroom dancing is kind of sports anime. So uh, it's, it's, it's really cool to see these sports anime taking a different spin on the sports anime. And uh, I was definitely getting with the ending theme. It seemed like it was very much trying to be like vintage 70s, 80s sports anime. Yes. Which just was the style of uh, that they uh, illustrated the uh, characters in. Like, and so I thought that was a really cute visual gag, too. It's, so it's really funny. And I also do have to say I was a little worried when I, you know, the title that they've been choosing for, uh, you know, the English translation is Clean Freak. I thought it was going to be, uh, I was worried that they were going to, you know, kind of poke fun at, you know, people with, you know, who have OCD or whatever. But I don't think that it's been done in a disrespectful way. Yeah, that was, like I said, something that for me really stood out positively. Excellent. So I want to talk about 703X Fastest Finger First, (laughs) which uh, this is done by TMS Entertainment. Um, who go way back into the 60s and 70s. Um, Lupin the Third, you know, is definitely one of their classics. Rosa Versailles, you know, is, is an oldie, goldie. Uh, gosh, I mean, all the way into thing with, um, like, Monster Rancher, Hamtaro, uh, Shin Megami Tensei, Devil Children. Uh, so just, like, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff like just way too much to even really uh cover um they worked with madhouse on all out which is the rugby anime with the uh nice anime butts lots from, of butts from last year so in terms of something more recent that you might be more familiar with um so this is actually funny enough this is another spin on a sports anime <laughs> and um but it's so, amazing. It's a great spin on sports anime. So this is about uh, Koshiyama Shiki-san, who's a first-year high school student. And um, he is kind of introduced to this world of competitive quiz show. And so um, his classmate, Mari, is also, um, you know, kind of, she's been familiar with it. And um, so... Uh, Basically, um, like, the first episode is, like, you know, they're doing, like, they're, like, showing all the different school clubs, and then uh, the uh, quiz show senpai is, like, coming up here, and so, like, uh, so uh, Shiki-san ends up being, like, oh, wow, and, like, kind of seeing, like, how the world of, like, quiz show works. It's very bizarre, because it's, like, you know, uh, like, I, I think the thing that made me think of the most was the mathletes from... Mean, the movie Mean Girls, yeah, you know, like, like, or you know, like, um, just basically like academic competitions. There was an episode of the sitcom Modern Family that took place at one of those as well. You know, so just something that's generally like a very nerdy, but presented in the scope of a sports anime, and I just think it's a delight. Uh, this airs on Crunchyroll simulcast twelve thirty on Tuesday, twelve thirty p.m. Uh, Captain Spike, you actually also turned me on to this. So, uh, what was this? What was it about this show that uh, kind of pulled you in? I ain't even gonna lie. You know, I um, my goal was to watch all of the new season episode ones this season. I actually think I did that. I might have. I missed wow. one or two of the uh, 
anime strike exclusives and i'm sure i missed one or two other ones that just weren't on my radar for whatever reason but but most definitely should be but i have watched so many episode ones of anime this month and this one i literally picked and prioritized uh when you myself and sulker were hanging out because of the name like no joke the name was hella funny and then i read the synopsis and i was like wait is this a quiz show sports anime and we get like five minutes in it's like oh my god it is um and you know i just i really enjoyed it it was a ton of fun i i i really know what more than that to say unfortunately it's just it's so weird i can't look away yeah, I, I just I like these shows that have fun with themselves, and I think we have a lot of uh, definitely a lot more a lot of playful shows this season. I, I agree. In fact, I would say the the next two shows that we're going to talk about, you could say that in some regard, um, they're really both shows that I think are kind of different. And and I want to move this forward. I want to talk about the next one, which is Gamers. Um, I want to say I am a huge fan of Gamers. I think. I've I've only watched two episodes, but I'm 120% invested. And the interesting thing here uh, is that this was made by Pine Jam Studio. It is uh, streaming on Crunchyroll. It goes up on Thursdays at 8.30. The interesting thing about Pine Jam, though, is this is kind of like their first real full series. Um, They did do a... uh, adaptation last season or two seasons ago um but as far as i know it it wasn't um like a full-length series and and the episodes were um left something to be desired from a, a production standpoint as i understand it let's say it that way so gamers you know my expectations were really low going into it i always judge shows like this up against one of my all-time favorites the genshiken which is uh anime that's about a school club that's focused on uh, primarily anime and manga, but also gaming. And so I saw this this show coming, uh, which is specifically about a school Japanese school club um, that revolves around students who are gamers. And so I was immediately like, okay, well, this is going to be like the Genshiken, but in 2017, so it's going to be all moe nonsense. It's not going to be have good storytelling. It's from this new studio. It's going to have awful animation. It's going to be pantsu. Well, right, exactly. And instead, it's this really smart, really funny show about, uh, you know, this video game club that wants to be like a club of competitive gamers who rank top in tournaments and, and they're all like really driven, but for one member, and that one member is in a weird way sort of the glue in some ways. And I just, you know, I think part of why I like this show is much like the Genshiken, which is a show where I uniquely saw myself in the characters. I really relate to the characters in Gamers, probably because I am one of those crazy people for whom the primary focus in my life is gaming. I want to be clear, I'm not, that's not a brag, I don't think that's always a good thing, but it is what it is. So seeing this show which it also turns out is beautifully animated and has great art uh, great modern representations of japanese landmarks uh, insides of stores that i've been in and literally uh, looked at sulker who i was watching this stuff with who went to japan with me earlier this year and literally like hey i'm pretty sure this is that one book off and then we're like oh yeah i'm pretty sure this is supposed to be the book off in shinjuku and so it's just like really just a really fun show that I super relate to it. If you're listening to the 
buoy family of podcasts you would probably relate to the characterizations uh the jokes you know there are occasionally jokes about pantsu about moe about eroge but it isn't a pandering fan servicey show so far um and i i just really appreciate that and i i really appreciate this show it's it's one where um, it is my understanding it's going to have a romantic comedy angle. I haven't really had that, like, feeling of it being forced down my throat, though. It's just been uh, really fun. And, you know, also big ups to them for actually working with uh, Arc System Works and thus having, like, real game footage of uh, Guilty Gear Xrd in it. It's such a minor thing. Uh, and funny enough, uh, again, she can had Guilty Gear in it. So, uh, you know, I guess the parallels are many, but... Just really worked for me, and the inclusion of even like real games in it just again sort of sells that realness and that immersion that you know you just don't get when it's some random fake game that's being made up for the 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 show. I just really like this. What what about you, Saiki? Like, yeah, you know, I mean, what do you think? Just like even the the title gamers, I was like, oh, this is going to be some moe trash. It's going to be pantsu. It's going to probably have like creepiness because like um. Like, I don't know, I just I thought it was going to be one of those complete trash animes, but instead, like, um, like, because the thing is, is that, like, basically, like, um, you know, there's the, there's this beautiful girl, uh, Karen, um, who's, uh, his classmate, and, you know, you think that, um, she's going to be like, oh, you know, just this, like, you know, pretty girl, but then she's like, oh, like, she ends up, it's like, just totally subverts it, and she's like, oh, no, she's just, like, this huge gaming nerd, and, like, they are basically just, like, unabashed gaming otaku, the anime plays it very much, like, you know, they're otaku, they're very nerdy, you know, like, they're going on rambling about games, and, um, but, you know, then there's, like, like the humor is just, it's it's not, um, like, you know, like, oh, pantsu, <laughs> like, uh, uh, I think it's the first moment when I was like, okay, this show's actually going to be something funny. Is like um, when one of the uh, side characters, at least, you know, in the first episode, she's not really a main character. She's like, oh, win me something from the crane machine to her boyfriend. And then, like, so he, he goes to the he goes to the uh, UFO catcher. And then, like, she, he's going to, like... Um, you know, she was expecting him to go, like, grab it, like, right in the middle, but he goes, she's like, oh, what are you doing? You're gonna, you're not gonna get it, and then he, like, grabs it by the tag, and, like, since I've been going to round one and seeing where they say, like, you should grab it by the ear or something, I'm like, they just basically showed you how to win at a UFO catcher. Oh, absolutely, and, you know, I, uh, I play UFO catchers a lot, like, that is totally, that's how you win those things. Right? Um... Uh, and then, like, another moment that just really tickled me is when they're all playing an FPS together. It's definitely supposed to be, like, um, God, what's what's the what's the Counter-Strike? It's supposed to definitely be a lot like Counter-Strike. Uh, I think they... That was a rough spot. See, but I thought but, it... But in a charming way. See, I thought it was funny because uh, Keita-san, like, there's, like, this other c- character uh, who he's, like, I've never played before. He ends up doing pretty well. And they're, like... Uh, Keta-san, you did, you did not do very well at all. What were you doing jumping around the whole time? And he's like, oh, I just thought I could see a beautiful view. I'm like, that would be me. <laughs> we watched this together, and I think you even said that. You're like, like oh, it's me. me. Uh, so like, I just, it was, this, is, this is the surprise for me. Like, I, I thought this was going to be stupid, 
pointless. And like we, we put it on as a joke, like, oh, we're going to turn this off after five minutes. And like we were like, wait a minute, this is actually really enjoyable. Yeah, it turned out to be one of my high picks for the season, for sure. All right, well, we are going to end with one that um, it's actually the, part of the reason why we didn't record this last week is we wanted to wait for the latest Studio Dean production. And, uh, you know, Studio Dean is a pretty, uh, pretty celebrated company. Uh, Pat Laboro, uh, Ron Mahath. I'm not even looking at a list and I'm just like, oh, girl, You're let under me arrest. tell you. Rurouni Kenshin, Fruits Basket, Gravitation. Uh, I mean, Studio Dean has really been, um, you know, another long running. They spun off of Sunrise, actually. Uh, but, you know, definitely very, very, very notable studio. Um, so this one is very interesting. This is called The Reflection. This is about, um, there was a mysterious event called The Reflection that affected people and gave them superpowers. Some of them became heroes and villains. And it's kind of about this mystery um, unfolding about how it happened and what's going to happen as the world is kind of shaken up by this introduction of the superheroes and supervillains. So this is made by Studio Dean with cooperation from Stan Lee. Um, and it basically looks like a comic book in action. It is very visually striking. Um, so uh, th- I'm just going to say this airs on Country Roll, Crunchy Roll Fridays at 1030. Just first episode just went up, uh, you know, yesterday as of this recording. Um, so I want to hear your thoughts first, Captain Spike. I freaking loved it. Uh, you know, and it's one of those things that I watched it and it's it's incredibly stylized visually. Um, you know, it has a look, like you had said, of, like, animated American comic books. A lot of that, like, high contrast, dark shadows, heavy, you know, heavy animated. Um, somewhat reminiscent almost um, of, like, the style of, to me, like, the uh, Batman animated series from the 90s. Um, obviously with much more lush visual work because that was a long time ago now. Uh, but I... Um, for me, the, the biggest thing that really hooked me immediately is just that incredibly stylized look, the thick lines, deep shadows. Um, all of the character designs are very, like, Western comic book. The superheroes themselves are all clear references to, like, modern Marvel characters. Right. I'm like, okay, that's modern-day Cyclops' outfit. That's Iron that's Man. That's Iron Man. <laughs> oh, look, there's Toad. So, <laughs> so I mean... He was not struck by lightning. <laughs> Was not struck by lightning. You're right. Also, that's a very old joke, and you should feel bad. Um, it's your fault. But I ended up getting uh, really into this, basically. Um, but I felt like, you know, this is going to be super divisive because the story uh-huh. is a little meandering, um, not entirely dissimilar. It actually reminded me, in terms of the story, very much of Big O. Like, it's very much Big O uh vibes vibes coming as far as like there's this mysterious event that happened in the city some people have powers we don't really have a whole lot of hard information what we we're just throw you in yeah we we get thrown in sort of in media res and this first episode was a lot less about plot exposition and a lot more just about introductions to character a little bit of development and and really investing in those characters. Again, very similar to how uh, Big O told its story, especially the first couple episodes of season two. Uh, So I, I, for me, this was a hit. I loved it. I was a little worried about recommending it on this show just because it's so 
different, and different can be very off-putting. I mean, it's there's some in some ways it is not very anime at all. I mean, it's literally Japanese made by a Japanese anime studio. Yeah, but, but I, I mean, but I, I Lee's influence is very heavy in there, and I mean, I think that's for the better. Um, it's, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. The thing that for me that I really like about it, much like gamers, is that it's so different from what I've been seeing in the last few anime seasons that yeah. I just cannot look away. There's literally nothing on the air right now that looks like this or that feels like this show. Um, I thought the use of music was amazing. Yes. Um, Sky high. Right? And um, I don't know. Uh, I don't mean to spoil, but I was reading up on it after I watched it. Um, so apparently that was I Guys, who's the Iron Man guy. That was his one-hit wonder from the 80s. They actually referenced that in the show very briefly. One of the, the she's reporters, like, is she's that? like, why is this old hit playing? Right, but uh, that was his, he was a singer in the 80s, and that was his, one, he was a one-hit wonder. And uh, that music was um, done by Trevor Horn, who you might be familiar with from The Buggles. I mean, many other things, but Video Killed the Radio Star. Yeah. Like, that was him. Like, oh, wow. But, um, I mean, I just, I thought, like, that song was fire. I was like, what? Is that? I need that. Okay, yeah, I was too. I was super feeling it. I, I actually, yeah, I really like this show. I know people online are, people are not online feeling it at all. Are not feeling it at all. Like I, because I like to kind of get a pulse on what the anime fandom, you know, and you know, fandom in general is problematic. You know, just fandoms. You know, fandom. You could have a conversation about fandom. Fandoms are problematic, but um, I like to keep a pulse on you know what people are watching and stuff. Um. And so, you know, I, I look at, like, the Reddit, anime subreddit and kind of see, like, what people's reactions are. Um, this is one that, like, overall in, like, the comments on Crunchyroll and overall, like, on my anime list and stuff, I was just trying to get a pulse for it. Overall, people hated this. Like, on my anime list, I think it's got, like, 5 out of 10 stars average. People are not feeling it. I guess, I don't know if it's just not anime enough for them. I've... Like I and I worry because I worry I don't I wonder how it's being re- going to be received in Japan because this is something that I'm already very invested, invested in. in and I could see kind of being like standing for it and being someone you know that one of the few stands for it and like then oh it doesn't get another season right I'm already like where's my eye guy Tamashi Nations figure I'm like, like where's the Marvel um, tie-in comic. <laughs> Uh, this is something that, and you know, then people, of course, are making Boku New Hero Academy uh, connections, which I don't think that, aside from it being about superheroes, there's really any connection at all. Otherwise, um, but you know, it just I, there's nothing like this on air. Um, this is actually being um, is going to be dubbed by Funimation. They're also going to um, simul dubs, like a simul dub. They haven't started yet, but. Uh, that starts on what, like the twenty seventh or uh, something. That's for gamers. Gamers is oh, a, okay. a, another Funimation simul dub, um, but the reflection is going to be simul dub. Interestingly, because this is so American, I'm interested in seeing um, what the dub of this is like. Oh yeah, that'll that'll be interesting. You I know, I like don't watch a some... lot of dubs, but I'll, I'll check this one out because I feel like they got a lot of notables uh, to do the voices there. Uh, yeah, but this is one that I almost wondered that if. It seems like it's a, a lock-in for Adult Swim because, you know, Funimation has a good relationship with them. Oh, yeah. I could see this being um, a big hit with Adult Swim, maybe. Maybe not the kind of, you know, hard, more hardcore anime crowd. 
which I guess we kind of are a little bit more on the hardcore side, watching, you know, simulcasts and stuff. But uh, I, I, I oh, almost... No way. I could... Um, like, it's funny that you mentioned Big O, because I could almost see, like, oh, well, you know, it wouldn't get a second season, but it did really well in America, and so then Adult Swim helps co-fund it, Big O style or uh, FLCL style. Funny enough, I mean, FLCL, another one, very different, very visually striking, so... Uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, the the reflection, uh, really something else. Uh, before we wrap it up here, I have to ask, what is, do you have a favorite this season so far? Um, you know, for me, it's kind of a tie between Gamers and Tolkien Ranbu. Um, and for, because, you know, they're so very different. But the thing is with Gamers, like, I just want to have an episode of this every week for the rest of my life. And uh, for Token Ranbu, it's just, it's so cool. I really dig it. I like the animation. I like the story. I love, like, Japanese historical stories, especially things around that era. So I'm just, I mean, even with, like, the supernatural slash sci-fi elements, like, I'm just eating it up. What, what about you? What would your favorites be? Well, I mean, like, I don't know if it's too early to see the reflection. but well, like... And that's, I probably... In three weeks, we'll feel that way about the reflection based like, on how strongly because, I, mean, like, I responded to this first episode. You know, I mean, I definitely don't have the comics background that you do, but, like, something about it just really worked for me. Maybe it's just because there are a lot of things about it and the pacing. I mean, people had a lot of problems with the pacing when I was reading online, but, I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, it's, it's just... It's, I got a lot of Marvel from it. I mean, I felt Stan Lee's presence very much in that. Um, and there were little, some little comedy bits, too, like... um Almost Big Hero 6-ish, in a way. I mean, like, very different, obviously, but, uh, you know, kind of just, there's a little bit of, uh, whimsical elements. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, aside from that, I really like gamers, um, but funny enough, I would probably say Clean Freak Aoyama-kun is, kind of caught me by surprise that I didn't expect to, uh, like, when I'm, uh, you know, because I don't uh, watch these all as they simulcast. I usually kind of uh, save them up to watch, you know, a couple episodes of different anime at once. And uh, But Clean Freak, Ayomakun is the one that I've been prioritizing. So uh, it's kind of funny. I didn't expect that. Uh, so with that, we're going to go over to our Twitter where we asked, or we said this week we're highlighting some of our favorite anime of the summer 2017 season. What have you been watching? So, starting off with our good friend Edward Wong Four saying, "OMG, where to begin?" Uh, sounds like that uh, Edward Wong Four's been like you, really watching a lot. Of course, keeping up with Boku New Hero Academia, out of the new series, falling in love with Restaurant to Another World, Knights and Magic, personal fave, Elegant Yokai Apartment Life, Crane Freak Ayamakun, Fastest Finger First, Convenience Store Boyfriends, In Another World with My sen- Cell Phone. 18F, A Centaur's Life. Heard some really good things about a lot of those, especially Knights and Magic. Uh, so I look forward to... Also, I want to note that they watched a lot of the same stuff that we did. Yeah, yeah. Curious uh, about what they'll say about uh, The Reflection if they watch it. Oh, yeah. Um, now some shows I didn't fall in total love with but have me intrigued. Classroom of the Elite, Aho Girl, Sure Dure Children, NTR, and Angels 3 Piece. They have me intrigued, but it can be silly or problematic. Made in Abyss... Fantasy, and I'm sorry, this is another uh, Twitter tweeter, uh, Demix the Cat, saying, um, oh, is that a new handle? Because that's uh, Pow, and there's a little duckling. Is that um, Emiru under a new uh, Twitter handle? 
I think that might be. I'll have to look into that. But uh, anyways, Demix the Cat Thane made an Abyss fantasy, and Hitori Jime, my hero, Soft BL, are my favorites this season, mostly because they tried to do something different. I actually want to really quickly talk about Hitori Jime, my hero. Um, that's also on Anime Strike. I have watched the first two episodes. The pacing, um, there's like some flashbacks. It's a little confusing. And apparently it's a... It's based off a manga that was a sequel to a manga called Hitori Jime, My Boyfriend. And it sounds like, from what I've gathered, that they're adapting both manga at once. So Hitori Jime, My Hero, is about... It's supposed to be about a um, high school student who um, ends up uh, having romantic feelings for his uh, teacher, who is the older brother, kind of fresh out of college, of one of his friends. But lately they've been focusing... Like, in the first two episodes, more on the friend and his old friend, which is apparently the plot from Hitori Jime, my boyfriend. So, it's, I mean, it's one that I will probably keep watching, especially because, you know, I'm desperate for any BL content. But uh, that's the reason why I didn't shout it as a recommendation. Uh, for me, I just, I didn't, like, I found some of the pacing a little um, confusing. And uh, some of the content from Hitori Jime, my boyfriend, I understand to be kind of problematic with... Um, as far as non-consensual stuff. So, uh, yeah. So, But uh, it'll be interesting to see how that one develops. And uh, I think it's only 12 episodes, so I hope they focus on uh, my hero. Anyways, thank you for your feedback. We love your feedback, iTunes subscriptions, ratings, and reviews. We like your Facebook likes, and we effing love Twitter. We effing love Twitter. And I say iTunes, but that's kind of like, you know, a blanket statement. Uh, Google Play, Stitch Radio, etc., etc. You can email us at mailbuoy at gamebuoy.org. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> mailbuoy at animebuoy.org. Mailbuoy at animebuoy.org. And our home base is animebuoy.org. 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 Animebuoy. We love you just as much as we love Gamebuoy. Yes. Uh, so, Slack... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What's going on here? Spike, can you give us some shout-outs? Sure. I literally don't understand how you did that. But I would like Slag to... Kick. Point you in the direction of our good friends over at Podyukin, CCCP, Comics, Cosplay, and Cons podcast. It focuses on the three favorite non-video game nerd pastimes of at Edward Wong 4 and his co-hosts. I'd also like to point you in the direction of Slykick and I's other ship, GameBuoy.org, your twice-monthly port of call for gaming news and views that maybe aren't on your radar, but most definitely should be, and... Ranger Pridecast, where myself and Shayna Lenko talk about the current season of the Power Rangers meta series, as well as the current season of the Super Sentai meta series upon which it's based. Uh, if you like what we talk about here on Anime Buoy, you're probably going to like what we talk about over on Ranger Pride. So check it out. Slaggy, what about you? I'd like to shout out to Transformation Sequence, the podcast where a panel of nerds gets to talk about anime without fear of random bullies. Let's see. Um, buzzing in before you... Or um, making you get dirty at the soccer game. Or haunting you in your elegant apartment. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> they, they do a different version of that tagline every episode. It's a fun time. I'd like to shout out to our currently off-season show, Reading is Fundamental. Which is a podcast where myself, Spike, Rob Roberts from the Voice of Geeks Network, Orzons Radio... And Delvin from the Video Game Realness Podcast talk about everything RuPaul's Drag Race. They just wrapped up, we just wrapped up our coverage of their 
season nine on the show. And so, uh, you know, we look forward to doing that as the show is currently airing a new season. I'd also like to shout out to our other sister show, the Same Type Attack Bonus Podcast, which is your twice-monthly look into the deeper worlds of Pokemon, which we do with Trainer Sulker. And, you know, we also talk about the Pokemon anime over there, uh, that Sun and Moon anime, very controversial with its different style. You know, talk about, uh, you know, controversial with uh, art styles and stuff, but uh, anime, games, all that jazz, creating card game, go check it out. Uh, with that, I'd like to thank you for tuning in. We love you out there in Radioland. Uh, thank you so much for your listenership. And until next time, keep watching. Keep watching. Keep thinking. Keep thinking. And that towel smells like my mother. Is it a giant robot? Half the time, yes.